0: It's good. It sucked. It's meh. Everyone has an opinion, but only I have the balls to tell you the truth as I see it. You want to know how good a movie really is? Well, sit back, kick your feet up because you're about to witness a common man's review. Let's get this mother started out right as another past and present movie review episode begins now what's up it's your boy enigma and we finally made it there the season and series finale of billions so billions was a show that started in 2016 and for some reason well i've been in there since it premiered so i watched it weekly and i've enjoyed the show immensely so it's one of my favorite shows to watch and even to this day seasons one through four are just some of the best television that i have ever experienced it was one of those things where i actually had mixed feelings about the show in one aspect i was happy that it was ending because season six just drove me insane season six was terrible and at that point, after watching that, I was just like, okay, they just need to wrap this up. But then after watching what the show could have been with some of the brilliant writing for the last few episodes of the final season, it was just one of those things where I was like, man, now I'm sad that it's going. Although they did hint at having some spinoffs, and I'll talk about that um, here in a little bit. But Billions was a show that brought us to the top 1% club where none of us will probably never experience. Um, Unlike Succession, the main billionaire of the show Bobby Axelrod and eventually Mike Prince when he joined the show are billionaires that we would consider new money, unlike HBO Succession being kind of the old money. And that makes a difference because the new money characters would be the closest thing that I guess us normal people would be if we had that type of money. Let's say we were given a billion dollars just out of the blue you win a lottery or something like that you'd probably be more bobby axelrod than you would be logan roy i mean it's just (laughs) you know you didn't grow up with it um and you end up amassing all this wealth and so this is what made this show a little more relatable now the first four seasons was awesome Top-notch writing and acting, allowing us to peek into the life of the rich and famous. Um, Axelrod and Chuck made the series what it was, and them going back and forth and even working together made each scene that they were in. You just couldn't take your eyes off it, it was just so brilliant. Uh, The best part of the show, in my opinion, were the discussions the two had with each other, especially in seasons uh, one and two final episodes while in new york i actually tried to check out a couple of the restaurants they featured in the show and i plan to check out more eventually when i return so this show has definitely heavily influenced me matter of fact i actually started um doing uh stock investments as well because of this show i was thinking one day that i'm going to be bobby axelrod i'm going to be billions well i'm just hundreds right now (laughs) i haven't gotten the billions yet but um just to show you how heavily influencing that show has been to me matter of fact i have a poster i'm looking at right now that hangs in front of my computer a bobby axelrod and it says you get one life so do it all which was the advice he gave to taylor mason in one of the episodes so as you can tell i really love this show now season five was meh, meaning i could see it going downhill at the end of that season this is when actor damian lewis left the show and he has a habit of not sticking around on shows for too long um, he did the same thing with homeland which i think is good Um, in his profession because it allows him to do a lot of different things without just getting typecast and things like that. But this time, his wife had passed away. He wanted to spend more time in the UK with his kids, which I can't knock him for. You know, normally I'll get like, oh my God, I can't believe this person left the show. I 100% understood why he left the show and it made sense. He was one of the greatest uh, show characters, but, you know, real life got in the way. Not much you can do about that. So without him, season six started to be about Chuck trying to take down Mike Prince, and the show suffered for it as it tried to sell us Mike Prince as this monster, which his character hadn't really shown Up to that point so yeah season six was just kind of like uh it was just terrible in my opinion i mean yes he was rich and well connected but it seems like chuck was harassing him for no reason and at the end of season six i was calling for it to be cancelled like i said because i just didn't want a brilliant show to be remembered for the whole prince and chuck squabble which made absolutely no sense the production gods heard my prayers and announced that season seven would be the last season, and all I was hoping for was them to bring an end to this whole Prince for President vibe, and I hoped it went out with a bang, and I was ecstatic when I heard Damian Lewis would reprise his role as Bobby Axelrod for at least six episodes. And it looked you know, I look forward to a smash ending, so I mean This show, like I said, it it definitely recovered, and so I'm going to talk about the series overall, and then, of course, um, talk about the season seven. So let's just go ahead and jump into uh, Season seven first. Um, the end of the last season, we saw Chuck arrested and Prince with dreams of the White House in his eyes. The arrest was a backstory as Dave, serving in Chuck's old position as Attorney General of New York, is looking to take down Prince, using Chuck's arrest as a gimmick, so to speak. Now, exactly what? I don't know because we never got there, but I'll talk about that here in a moment right off that storyline was eliminated as chuck got from under the charges and after having no faith in dave and even finagled his old position as united states attorney of the southern district back with his position he takes aim at mike prince once again uh, Prince hires Bradford, a fast-talking political consultant looking to increase his position for his run to office. Seeing that Prince may actually have a chance of winning, Wendy, Taylor, and Wags decides to get together to rob Prince from his presidential bid, and you know, they start to see the type of person he is and didn't think he should be running for president, which is a little far-fetched, but in the end, it actually made sense, and we'll get to that here in just a second. Um, looking for support, they even reached out to Bobby Axelrod, who's residing in London now. But he refuses, rather offering the three to work for him. So he wasn't even trying to get into it with Prince anymore. He was just like, "Look, don't do it." He even warned them not to do it, and offered them a job. They refused. So after a series of attempts to derail prince the trio decides on another tactic to take prince out after chuck offers his assistance before they can go forward sacker figures out their plans and working with scooter and mike thwarts the trio and stops them uh, from doing anything and strips them of any power now that's what we are meant to believe which again is how billions writes a lot of shows they don't want to show their hand too quickly but it was great because i really did think that Sacker actually did that. (laughs) Um, Believing Axe to be involved, Prince makes his way out to London and threatens to destroy Wendy if he doesn't back down, which Axe wasn't involved anyway. So he thought Axe was part of it, Axe wasn't, but he opened up the monster in Axe. And so really it was his own downfall. Um, After stewing, Axe works with Chuck to devise a scheme to allow Wendy to be freed from the leverage Prince had on her, which frightens Prince, causing him to go liquid on all his funds for the time being. In what was probably the best episode of the season, Prince meets up with Axelrod and each of them goes through a series of maneuvers that they went through looking to undermine the other. One of those maneuvers was getting Montana governor and career politician Nancy Dunlop on their sides. Prince needs her contacts, which will set him up not only politically, but give him what he needs to actually win the election. At a sit down where both sides all sat across from each other and just kind of it was just one of these like little gangster scenes, I guess you would call it in my opinion. It was revealed that dunlop decided to take prince up on his offer as his running mate and she's going to get vice president seeing that he's on top prince calls for a truce telling axe and his crew that he would not use his presidency to fire or come after any of them if they call off their dogs basically showing the power that he had over them he was just that confident that he was going to win and <laughs> You know, it it looks like a losing stance for Chuck, Bobby, and their teams until it's not. And this is where Billions always comes through. It turns out the plan was always to leave, let Prince believe that he actually won. Um, As he meets with the president of Cap David, the algorithm program that they set in place earlier in the season goes to work. You find out that Sacker and Phillip were also in on sabotaging Mike. Winning his trust so they can carry out their plan to break Prince and steal his billions. They were successful as he was left with just around a $100 that he had in Killer Mike's banks. And the rest of the final episode was more like a goodbye. Um, Taylor and Wendy move on pursuing other challenges in their lives. While Chuck and Axelrod goes back to doing what they were doing before the show started. And of course... As always, this is not a play-by-play. This is just kind of giving an overall of the entire storyline. There were other storylines in here as well. But that is pretty much the gist of the major storyline. Now, as far as the final episode, I mean, you can give it satisfaction. I think everything got cleaned up a little too clean, if you know what I mean. You know, everything worked out. But it normally does for these characters. But, you know, I, I just... I don't know. I just... There was just something about it that just seemed a little too clean. And I'll kind of address that here in a moment. Um, so let's talk about a few of the things that I did like and dislike. Um, of course, Damian Lewis as Bobby Axelrod. I think his character, in my opinion, is up there with the likes of Brian Cranston as Walter White or James Gandolfini as Tony Soprano bringing him back was a genius move prince never seemed like a villain in the sixth season in my opinion so bringing back the self-aware monster as chuck calls him was a great move when I heard he was in six of the twelve episodes, I was really hyped up for it. I didn't think he would appear until the final six episodes, but I was pleasantly surprised to see him in earlier in the season. So we got a jolt of Bobby Axelrod right offhand. And I think the showrunners knew that, which is why they brought him back and they wanted us to surprise us at the beginning to see how he's been living since the end of season five. And I think that was just a pleasant surprise with him. They also made me count episodes though. I was like, okay, that's one episode. Okay, that's two episodes as I started counting throughout the season. So I knew he was going to be there for six episodes. So I wanted to make sure that every one of them counted in for the most part. There was one episode that I really didn't like that he was in. I thought it was a waste of um, the character being in that episode, but I'll talk about that here in just a second. Another thing I liked is Prince, as a villain, finally made sense as we see the monster in him. You know, he is just about his goals and he just didn't care about anybody else's life's ambitions or, you know, what they wanted. It was all about him getting to his ultimate goal. Um, one of the surprising episodes was not allowing Scooter to conduct the orchestra, which was his lifelong dream, which I really didn't understand that one. I understand that Bradford was like, oh, yeah, you can't have it. People don't like orchestra. I, I-, I don't know. I thought that was kind of dumb It's just a way to make up a reason for him not to do this. But, yeah, this is the guy who's been with you from the beginning, that a guy that you've gone through battles with and all he ever wanted to do was conducting orchestra but because prince is running for president and wanted to keep his image alive for whatever reason he (laughs) wouldn't let him do it i don't know that part didn't make sense for me but it did show how prince doesn't care about anybody else um and what's worse was he allowed his wife's lover to be captured by the chinese (laughs) and it just showed that his he was willing to do whatever i mean that was insane to basically let this man get captured you know we didn't know if he's going to be killed or whatever we know anything about what was going to happen to this guy but prince did it to stop um you know this whole to to get the favor of one of the other people he was trying to get on his side, and the guy told him he needs to wrap this up. So Prince, who actually had sent the team in there initially to come get him out, eventually betrayed him and allowed him to get captured. And it was just you finally saw the monster. You know, unlike season six, this was a man worth stopping. And the fact that he's intelligent and hip to the game that made him just this challenging foe that no one person could take down alone i mean let's be honest it took everybody to take this one man down you know you had chuck bobby wendy wags uh taylor sacker phillip all these people got together just to take this one man down. So that goes to show you how powerful he had become. And we finally got to see that. If we would have saw some of this in season 6. It may have made season 6 a little better. Because before then. He's one of those billionaires. That <laughs> wants to be likable. Um, and even Axe called him out. I believe in season 5. Saying that billionaires. To get to that point. Had to be absolute monsters. And While bobby is a self-aware monster and he's fine with that you know prince always passed himself along as like the people's man you know he's trying to give back he's trying to smile in the faces you know he was trying to be president and we know that now but he just passed himself off as the everyday man some of those billionaires like we know in real life like say bill gates for example tries to pass himself off as this humble guy part of the people but he's doing a lot of dirt in the background that's what mike prince was and we didn't get to see it until this season so i think if we would saw this in season six i think it would have been a much better play on that season but we did finally get to see it here so i don't have any complaints with that now speaking of mike prince and bobby axelrod episode 11 maybe was one of the best billion episodes ever And if you watch it, these two are meeting and it was like a chess match between them, revealing the different maneuvers. I mentioned it earlier. And each attempt was brilliant, reminding me of what the show, how good it was from the beginning. It sent chills down my spine, how each one revealed one plot after the other. And I can't wait to sit back and watch it again because... That's all it was. They just sat across from each other and they would talk about, well, I did this and you see the cut scene. And then he would well, yeah, I thought you might. So I did this. It was brilliant. This is what Billions was about. An on-screen chess match. And I would start it out with Chuck versus Axelrod. It basically now went from everybody versus Prince, but really Axelrod versus Prince is what made it work because I don't think Chuck could have done it And been as sinister as Bobby Axelrod was. It was just one of the greatest scenes ever. It reminded me of Heat, where you had uh, De Niro and Pacino sitting at the cafe, kind of talking with each other. That's what this episode was now. They were trying to fill each other out in Heat, whereas this here was more of a, you know, chess match. Like, I got you here. Check. Move out of the way, check. Move out of the way, check. That's literally what this episode was. And I think it was the best episode of the entire series. And that's saying something because seasons one through four, I thought were brilliant. But I thought this episode here was actually better than any episode that I've seen. And I could be just still a little bit of the shock value or the hype or whatever. There probably were better episodes, but by far this especially in this season by far it was the greatest episode of the season there were a couple of good episodes toward the end like the last 5 well, 4 or 5 episodes I want to say were brilliant there were some slow episodes at the beginning but I think the last 4 and 5 really took it to a new level now some of the things I didn't like the Dave storyline just disappeared and I have a theory on why that happened before I say why I didn't like it I think what happened, it was supposed to be eight seasons. And I think Showtime said, hey, we're only going to give you one more season. And so, so, you know, the show writers were like, okay, so what we'll do is we'll just try to condense everything into 12 episodes. Because I think the the way that Chuck was able to get from under the the trouble he was in and then finagle his old job as the U.S. Attorney. I thought it was just too quickly done. I think they wanted to kind of make that part of the season, the struggle with whatever Dave was trying to do. And then maybe towards the end of the season, he would get his position back, which would have made sense to give us some time to have a storyline develop to actually have that happen. Because in order for them to have the ending that they wanted, I think that he had to be in that position. So I think this season was supposed to be about him actually getting that position back. And then the final season, which would have been season eight, would have been him versus Prince for the presidency and all that type of stuff. But because I think Showtime may have cut it short, I believe they had to condense all that. So the Dave storyline was just dumb. It was just, you know, it just was like it was so built up at the end of the final episode of season six and it went nowhere. So I was kind of upset with that, but Maybe I understand it if this is what happened. If that's the theory that it made sense for them to kind of, you know, hasten the pace up, I get it. And also <laughs> about this season, is Axe not a fugitive anymore? I mean, he never really explained how he was able to return and set back up with no issue. Because remember, at the end of Season 5, he's basically a fugitive. He was supposed to be arrested. He didn't get arrested. He basically took off to Sweden. And we find him in London, basically working out in the open. So even that was kind of skeptical. But I can kind of understand how he helped out with with the government. And they kind of just like, you know, turned a blind eye. But he's still supposed to be arrested, isn't he? I mean, maybe Chuck cleared him and they just didn't say it. I would have liked for them to at least said that to have some sort of finality of how he was able to just come back and go back to work like nothing ever happened. It's very, very strange, but it is what it is. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I don't know. Maybe, Maybe they did say something and I missed it. Maybe I was just so... My head was just so big, just watching some of the other stuff going on that I missed it. But yeah, that didn't make a lot of sense to me. Another thing that didn't make a lot of sense to me was a bunch of useless cameos. I mean, come on now. Billions is known for its cameos. I get it. But this season, it just seemed to be dumb at times. All right. You had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Killer Mike, and Triple H. (laughs) Those appearances topped the list. They tried to make it matter. Um, but it it really didn't in my opinion I thought those cameos were just gratuitous and it was just it's just dumb okay Um, and then they even tried to make some of the other uh, cameos of past characters matter like Jock and Grigor and I'm not even gonna talk about Connerty I mean these cameos were put together together to give us insight on what some of the characters were up to but then loosely add them to the storyline was just lazy in my opinion the gregor episode so that was the one that i was really upset with that it was annoying because it counted as one of the six axelrod episodes i mean it really didn't make sense i really didn't care about any of these cam- cameos especially conard because you know when he returned <laughs> i didn't even recognize him at first it wasn't until i saw him You know, talking to Sacker in the back about trying to get his law license back, and you know, I thought, well, maybe he would do something that would help out with the battle against Mike Prince, but he really didn't. He gave him his back his license, and he was still the stir fry cook at the end of the season. Is the last scene that we see that um, Chuck and Wendy and their kids are actually enjoying a meal with Connerty during the whole stir fry show and all that type of stuff and one thing i just you know it just didn't make sense to me because this is the man who tried to put y'all away why would wendy be good with this why would chuck be good at this it didn't make sense for his whole point of being on the show and it's just a cameo thing it's just you know i don't know didn't make sense to me um but yeah some of these cameo appearances just didn't make sense gregor episodes <laughs> it was like i think it was the worst episode of the season to be honest with you because that greenland meeting looked terrible that was the worst cgi i've ever seen you could tell that it was in a stage they were supposed to be in greenland meeting um chuck and axel ron were supposed to be meeting on neutral terms a uh, neutral place where he couldn't arrest them he's asking for a favor um, it just what well, bobby why i was asking in favor of chuck it just didn't look right it was just awkward i don't know why they decided to put that in there um also one of the things that for 12 episodes which is a lot during today's age major characters with little screen time didn't make sense um taylor and sacker come to mind giving more times to philip who i didn't like uh ryan who i definitely didn't like and Grigor, that whole episode it just didn't make sense to me you know taylor was pretty much useless all season and sacker had her moments but she didn't feel like she was used to her potential and i'm talking about screen time i'm not talking about the importance of what they did to take down prince because clearly they all were um i just really didn't care about using a lot of this time for other people I was happy that Ryan finally left the show. I mean, she had a nice goodbye, farewell. It was one of those things where Taylor warned her about staying around in his business and she came back. But eventually she saw the business for what it is and actually left. So I did enjoy that part, the whole goodbye to her. But I still didn't like her as a character. I never have liked her as a character. And that time could have been spent more on Sacker or Taylor or anybody else now that being said overall i like season seven better than season six and i wrote that before i even saw the finale so i was writing this down and before i even saw the the season finale i said it can't be worse than season six so that goes to show you how much it was better by i hadn't even seen the finale and already said it was better than season six one day i'll do the best seasons of billions episode and break down each um of the seven episodes and rank them and you know which one's going to be last season six i'll go ahead and give you a spoiler alert that is the worst season of billions but i'm happy that it went out this way instead of how it went out in season six It may not be as flashy when it comes to awards like Succession, but I believe this was a better show, especially in the first four episodes. And I'm going to miss the pop cultural references and Living Like a Billionaire, if only for a moment, because it showed me a lot of things that billionaires do. Um, You remember the, the Cuddle Person and the Raya app and all these little things that you never knew existed that billionaires have been using. And, you know, maybe the show just went too far with it maybe this isn't really what billionaires do but i think a lot of times those those hedge fund guys i think probably are like this because of the fast-paced money the quick money that they get not the old oil money or something like that i don't think they're like that but there's a lot of things here that just really open the door or open our eyes rather to see the inside of the billionaires if only for a moment now there are spinoff shows Rumor, There's one called Trillions, uh, Billions in the UK, and Billions in Miami. And one of the things at the finale, uh, Wags and Axelrod were talking about something going out there to Miami. And I think that was just them hinting at a spinoff. Now, will they do it? I don't know. But unless these characters all remain in that show which i doubt they will be i don't think that none of these shows will have what this shows have okay so i think billions the original will be the standard and it's going to be hard for a show if they do the spinoff in miami which it seems like they're hinting at already unless axelrod and wags are actually a part of it You know i I just don't see it being as successful now they can always just have a a different cast and just have some of these characters kind of pop in every now and then just to bring you back but it's gonna be very hard to imitate this show and i'll watch it make no mistake and i hope some of the characters from this show will cameo in that show but it's a sad day to see a show like billions finally come to its conclusion one of the greatest shows like i said i will watch season one through four i will put it on in the background and just watch it just just brilliant from beginning to end season five kind of fell off a little bit but it was still a decent season Then season six was just terrible trash (laughs) and then season seven kind of recovered a little bit so well, um, I hope you enjoyed it. What are your thoughts on the final season of Billions? Did you enjoy it? Do you think they could have done a little better? Hit me up at www.enigmakid.com www.enigmakid.com for my work. And if you want to leave any comments below, as always, you can do so because I will definitely respond to anything dealing with Billions. It's your boy Enigma signing off. Deuces.